there. My name's Sean Woolley. I'm Managing Director of Cloud9 Spain. With me, I have... Alex Radford. Alex Radford from My Lawyer in Spain. From My Lawyer in Spain, yeah. Very good. Nice to have you along. I thought it was a good, opportune time of the year to get Alex on board to have a chat with him about all things legal. So there's a various, uh, various topics we want to cover. And I thought we'd start, Alex, with just running through, first of all, the basics. So if I'm with a client and I've found the perfect property for them, they're in love with it, what happens next? They should come and see you, shouldn't they? Really, yeah. I mean, we, we, we like to see clients before they come to Spain so we can put in place, we can talk to them about the buying process, find out who's going to buy it, who's going to own it, what percentage, um, if, for example, they're going to apply for a golden visa or not, to have that conversation up front. So it's always good to kind of have some preparatory uh, talks before they actually find a property. But once they found a property, we'll have those kind of conversations and arrange to sign a power of attorney. Mm -hmm. The power of attorney is a document that authorizes us to act for them in Spain. With that, we can apply for their, their Spanish tax numbers, the NIA numbers. And then at the same time, we would typically an estate agent wants the client to put a deposit down, reserve the property, take it off the market. So we would negotiate points and clauses in that in that contract. Okay. You know, for example, is it subject to survey? Do they require finance, etc. Okay, that's that's great. So, so you're happy to speak to clients and liaise with clients before they even come to Spain. Then that's yeah. part of the service that you offer. Yeah. And I guess it helps you to get to know them. They can get to know you. They can cover any of those issues that maybe would be covered in a normal face-to-face -face meeting. Absolutely. So how would you do that on Zoom or? Yeah. So so th this this week, um, Sean, I met some clients on Zoom. They were coming out. They came out to Spain on Friday. And we, I just talked to them about the buying process. So, mm. so they're, they're, they're going to come along, they're going to visit lots of properties. And I said, you know, visit those properties morning, noon and night. Mm. Ask the estate agent why, why the sellers are selling, uh, how long the property's been on the market for, if they've accepted or rejected any offers. Yeah. You know, and also, we've got a checklist on our website, a buyer's checklist. I encourage clients to download that. And that will, th those kind of questions, does it have a license of first occupation? Is it all registered? Just to kind of filter out some of the properties that, that might not be squeaky clean. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's always a solution to those, those, those properties that might have had a swimming pool added or a garage added, which aren't on the deeds. But just, just to kind of home in on exactly what people want. Yeah? Okay, perfect. And when it comes to a deal being brokered and an agreement is in place and they need to choose a lawyer, how should they choose a lawyer? I mean, obviously, you're, I know you're very active in your marketing, but... Is there a particular thing that they should watch out for? Should they go to the guy in the bar who says he's a lawyer? Or should they, you know, how would you choose one? Well, I'd, I'd absolutely not go to the, the, the lawyer in the bar unless it's me sat there at the end of the, <laughs> end of the bar. Of course, doing it. with but, a gin and tonic. Yeah. With a gin and tonic, yeah. So, so no, basically, I, I would say, again, that's part of research. Mm. So just as, this is an important decision. So they're coming out to Spain, they're buying a property, choose your estate agent carefully, choose your lawyer carefully, have a look at testimonials and websites, make sure that, that those lawyers uh, are in the area. They specialize in property purchases uh, or sales. Um, so, you know, specialists in conveyancing, they speak your language. Mm. Uh, you know, that's so important. The amount of times clients have come to us after, you know, I'm so glad we've come to you because we didn't, you know, our Spanish lawyer didn't speak great, great yeah. Spanish. Yeah. yeah, I'm a bilingual English-Spanish uh, mm. speaker. Uh, English solicitor, Spanish lawyer, right. and all our all the lawyers in our office are are totally bilingual, English Spanish. So the language is really important, and also, you know, we will confirm costs and writing to the client. So we're going to say that this is how much you're buying for. These are the overall costs of purchase. Mm -hmm. So they know how much they've got to. How, because some people are surprised that you've got to pay 
transfer tax on top of the purchase yeah, price. Yeah, we're going to come on to that because the other thing, I mean, I've recently had dealings with lawyers in, in London, um, conveyancing lawyers. And what I always find different to lawyers here is the fact that lawyers here, it feels like they're representing you and your interests. Whereas in England, it feels like they're just ticking boxes and it's more of an admin role to make sure that the transaction is legal. Yeah. It's not as if they're, they're kind of really on your side. I don't know. I don't know if you get that impression. Well, I, 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 you know, when, when I was practicing in the UK, um, you can you can act for the bank as well. Mm. So so mm. you you is a is a form filling exercise. Yeah. You know, yeah. Have you checked at this X Y and Z? It's more about compliance sometimes, isn't it? In the but, UK? but we we still do that here, Sean. So we still mm. when, when we're looking at properties for clients, we want to know, you know, is furniture included? Is it all registered? Has it got a license of first occupation? If not, why not? Um, asking maybe you know for a certificate from the town hall confirming there's no breaches of planning permission. So all those. We we still go through our, our, our box ticking, but but I do feel it's a more personalised service. Yeah, I, I think it is. Uh, I than, think it than, is. Than, than other countries, yeah. And in terms of what the lawyer actually does here, because you know you always get client, what what does the lawyer do? Why can't I do it myself? What what yeah. what, what is the lawyer's role in all of this? Yeah. So the lawyer's role is actually to look after the buyer's interests. So one, yeah, it's um it's a kind of can be quite a hassle to apply for the NI number. Yeah, that's kind of a bureaucratic. Um, you know, process, we can do that for them. We take that stress out of them. In effect, once the clients have signed the power of attorney in our favor, we can take care of everything. So we can mm -hmm. open a bank account for them. We'll carry out searches on the property. We apply for land searches in English and Spanish. I think that's an amazing thing that the, mm -hmm. the Spanish land registry allows us to do that. We'll check the catastral reference, um, the description, the catastral reference to the land registry. We'll check the, the value, uh, which has become the taxable value has become quite an important point yeah. recently to make sure the, the value, the taxable value is un underneath the, the purchase price. Otherwise, the clients have to pay the, 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 the tax at the um, at the taxable value. So we'll carry out searches on the property, make sure there's no charges, etc. And if there are, then that, that, that those costs will get deducted from the, legal, the, the overall purchase price. Yeah. But we'll prepare a legal report for them in English. Mm -hmm. So we package all the documents up, send it to them, uh, clients review that if we're happy and they're happy we would then exchange contracts and the clients if they've paid a reservation fee already typically would they would then pay the balance of 10% okay. and then we set a date for completion and and, and so so the lawyer carries out all those checks initially then you know furnishes the, the notary with the documents asks the notary to carry out various checks as well land searches and then we all go to know the notary we agree the fees and the costs um, so we agree the balance of the purchase price mm. and the money to be paid, yeah. so to speak. So if there are debts, that comes off. And then we take so, a if, so if money is owed to the mortgage company or the community, if they haven't paid their, their fees for six months, all that comes off before you have title to the property. So you're exactly. be getting clean, clean title. Exactly. So every, every time, every, every, most properties people buy in Spain, it's freehold. Yeah. And then, for example, like you said, if they're buying on a, on a community, then they become a, a shareholder in the community of owners. Okay. Um, but yeah, so in effect, so we will provide all those services. It is, it is quite a lot. And in addition, because because clients, most of our clients are international clients, we'll, we'll, we'll open a bank account for them. We'll, we'll apply for a quote for them for home and contents insurance. We'll put that in place. And after completion, we'll set up direct debits for water, electric, town hall rates, community fees if, if applicable. So the whole service. So once they found a property with, with yourselves, that we can then take over. And they don't actually need to be here for anything more. If they're giving you power of attorney, you can sign. I mean, they can sign the contracts themselves. But in terms of being there at the notary of completion, 
you can take all the hassle away. Because exactly. I know what it's like. You book a, you know, next Tuesday for the notary, 10 o'clock and yeah, it comes and goes and you're on to the Wednesday or the Thursday. So we, we often get clients saying, you know, should I come over for completion? And we're always like, no. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I, I think it's much, it's great when clients come to completion. Yeah. Um, but we, we, we kind of like going to completion with the power of attorney because we can complete it almost to a certain extent in, in our own leisure without yeah. the pressure. Yeah. But I, I, what, I, what I will say to the clients is come come out and aim to collect the keys about an hour or so after the notary. Because yeah. you know when you go, go and in, have a coffee. Go, you, you know when you go in the notary, but you never know when you're going to come out. That's it. You can often get a lock in at the notary, which is bad news. So when the door's shut and you're still there, then you know you're in for the long haul. Yeah. What's the difference between buying a resale property, so something that's already been built and been, been used and occupied before, and on a new development? It, does your work change? Um, yeah, it does. It does slightly because when when you buy a resale property, you you pay transfer tax, mm -hmm. and depending on the region you buy in Spain, that that transfer tax varies. So Andalusia it starts at seven percent. Other regions it's kind of eight, nine, ten percent. Mm -hmm. um, if you buy a brand new property, you are buying off plan, and what we want to check is that the the developer has got uh, planning permission, mm -hmm. and they've got bank guarantees in place, so that if they did not complete the build, you'd be able to get your monies back that you pay during the build process. So in effect, when, when you're buying off plan, we, we carry out an initial check to make sure they've got those those two documents, the planning permission, the bank guarantees, and of course the contract. And then when you get closer to completion, a year or two years later, we then see that the developers declared the build, registered all the properties at, at the land registry that, they, that they've built, the architect signed off for them, there's a 10 year insurance policy in place. Uh, we, we get the booklets for water, electric, and then we, can, we obviously we can connect. Once they've signed off the build, we can then connect the water and the electric. So there's two stages of due yeah. diligence really when, off, when buying off plan. And the main difference on, on buying off plan is that it's slightly more expensive because mm -hmm. you pay VAT at 10% and stamp duty between one and one and a half percent. In Andalusia, it's 1.2%. Okay. so. As a rule of thumb, the, the sort of per, the total purchase costs when, it, when buying a resale, when you include your fees, notary fees, land registry fees, and the seven percent transfer tax, that would come to what around nine, nine and a half percent, ten percent. Yeah, like exactly. So I'd say if you're buying a, a second-hand property, ten percent you should have yeah, change. Yeah. Uh, if you're buying a, a brand new property off plan, where you're where you're paying that VAT at ten percent and stamp duty to one point two. I'd say you're looking at 13, 14 okay. percent. Okay, so you're paying that instead of the transfer tax. So you're paying 10 percent instead of the seven, and then you're paying a little bit of stamp duty as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, you mentioned at the start about power of attorney. Yeah. Um, would you? Is that something that you always recommend to clients? Because I've heard people say, "Oh, I don't want to give too too wide a power to to a lawyer because they can go and do anything. They can go and buy and sell anything." Do you do, do you limit the power you have, or is it up to the client? It's it's it's, it's up to the client, but typically it's a it's a general power of attorney quite wide ranging so we mm -hmm. can open a bank account for them we can we can um, ask for checks and monies to be taken out of their bank mm -hmm. account for completion because we what we ask the clients to do before completion is for all monies to go into their bank account and then we take the checks out for completion but remember we're, we're professional lawyers we're regulated by the law society here in Spain and we've also got professional liability insurance in place and we send uh, letters of instruction to the clients and and any monies that we take out, we always ask for authorization for do, to do so. But you're right, it can be quite wide-ranging. And if someone's not quite happy with that, we're happy to limit it. We have had situations whereby we've we've had a power of attorney just limited to buy this certain property. Mm -hmm. 
or that the power of attorney expires after a year. Okay. That sort of thing. So, okay. so we can do that. Generally speaking, I'd say don't limit it. Trust your lawyer. Um, and if you don't trust your lawyer, then maybe reconsider <laughs> buying a property in Spain. Well, yeah, <laughs> there is that. And in terms of the power of attorney, how much does it cost and how easy is it to, to do? Yeah. So 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 basically, someone, so we've got someone arrive, arrived yesterday, so can we do the power of attorney tomorrow? Great. 24 mm. hours. Literally, people turn up on our, our office, Sean, and say, look, can you put a power of attorney in place for us? We say, we can. Off to the notary. We're in the centre of Marbella, um, and there's a selection of notaries that we use. And we'll, we can have a power of attorney within an hour or two. Okay. okay. Uh, and, and then that, that costs, um, the notary costs are about 100 euros. Mm -hmm. And then what we, what we do up front is we would, we would charge um, 303 euros for that power of attorney. And then we would apply, if it's a couple buying, we'd apply for their NIA numbers. Okay. And each NIA number is 95 euros. So in effect, our fees for the power of attorney and two NIAs are 495 euros. And people then are ready to buy. Yeah. So I'd always recommend that they put that power of attorney in place either in their home country or here in Spain. Mm -hmm. um, so they're ready then to crack on with the purchase. Uh, and then notary fees are about 100, 150 euros. And worst case scenario is if they don't proceed to a purchase on that trip, at least they've got the power of attorney there. So yeah. if something comes up on the market in a few weeks' time or a few months' time or they come back, at least they've done that legwork. Exactly. And it's still there. If clients can sign the powers of attorney in their home country, that makes it easier uh, for everyone concerned and involved in the process because that, that means they come to Spain and they can concentrate on looking for a property yes. and not worry about having to yeah. go to a notary. Because actually for a notary to sign the power of attorney, it can take half an hour, an hour, an hour and a half. It depends. But that's if they're here for a short period of time looking for properties. That's four properties. That's four properties, yeah. <laughs> There you go. Oh, that's that's great. And in terms of your ongoing services, so once somebody's bought a property, can they ask you to help with filing tax returns and doing whatever they need to do to, yeah. to satisfy the local and, and national? Yeah, so, so, so so much depends if when if they become a resident and spend more than 183 days in Spain in a calendar year, then obviously we can help them with the residency process. Um, if they if it's just a purely uh, uh, a lifestyle purchase and they're not going to treat it as their main residence. Then the year after purchase, they pay what's known as the non-residence income tax, and we 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 help them with that. Yeah, and and that's generally it's a couple of hundred, it's hundreds of euros, not thousands. Yeah, brilliant, Alex. Thank you so much. That's a little overview of what happens when you want to buy a property here. You found the perfect place, and then you need the help of this guy. <laughs>